Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I am CJ, and across from me is my partner, Jesse. Jesse, what's up, my man? Let's see. The cost of gas. Um, oh, man, don't start. here in Florida. Nope, don't start that. Don't start that. <laughs> please, please, do, don't ever start this conversation with gas. I don't want to hear about that. But what if it's going down? That's a good thing to talk about. Don't care. Don't care. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to look at it. I don't even want to think about it. The other day, I went and uh, put gas in my truck. Uh, I didn't even pump it. I started the pump, and then I walked into the store. <laughs> I didn't even look at it. And then when I when I got back, it was done. I just put the thing on. I, I don't even know how much it was. I just left. Cause- Check this out. I went to the to get some gas, filled my truck up, and uh, it takes 20 gallons, right? I yeah. put diesel in there. And right now, it's about $100 to fill it up. But guess what? They have a $75 limit. So I can't even fill my whole gas tank up. I got a $75 limit. On diesel, or just on on just purchasing gas in general. Really? Since when? I, what pump did you go to? Right up at the corner store. At the corner store. Were you near? Man, where were you at? <laughs> hey, I don't want to call out any you know company or anything like that. But seriously, uh-huh. I, I there would it only would let me go up to seventy five dollars. He was at one of those janky gas stations where you wouldn't go to at night. <laughs> You know what I mean? Where you got to check, make sure that the thing isn't loose when you put your card in there because it, it looks like it's been ripped off. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe when I put my card in there, you know, check my bank account. I was like, well, maybe there's only 75 That's it. That's all the money you had, man. That was it. It was like, <laughs> no, you're going to tap out at the $75. Oh, come on. No, I have way more in there than $75. You know what? Maybe it's a preset. Maybe it's to make people feel better. You know what? If you're only spending $75, you'll feel better about it. I don't feel better about it because when I turn my engine on and I look at my gas, you know how much fuel you have in there, and it only goes up to three quarters, and you're like, "Hey, I didn't fill that mug up." So, yeah, well, good thing you didn't have to go far. <laughs> you know, true, true. So today's conversation, man, should should be an interesting one. Um, this is one that we talked about, and it's respect. Such a word that is carried over the years. It means different things to different people, which is interesting too. Uh, you know, what respect means to someone or me is not the same that it may mean for you or someone else. It's not uh, universal. Uh, hold the pun there. 
<laughs> but but it isn't. It's it's weird because everybody feels like the you know respect is different. You know, some people say, oh, you know, you have to earn your respect. I'm you know, you just don't get it. You know, for me, I, I believe you can respect everyone. And, and I'll respect you until you give me a reason not to. But I usually don't go into relationships or situations like, oh, this person has to, to earn my respect. Because I think that's different than trust. You know what I mean? Someone's having your respect and someone earning your trust is two different things. Just because I respect you, I mean, I have to trust you. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. The good thing about it is pretty much everybody knows the word because of the song. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Find out what it means to me. But you just said, find out what it means to me. What is respect mean to you, you know, yeah you kind of laid out a few things for me respect is a little bit you know it could be anything as far as how you view and how you engage with the person i could have zero respect for someone because of actions they've done or i could have zero respect for someone which would be wrong but how they're how they look or how they appear you know you could there's a many ways that you can define sort of the respect engagement idea right and I don't want to go off on, I know we're talking about respect and I, I, don't, I don't want to, <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to lose it. So I, hopefully this all goes together. So mm-hmm. I, I'm sure you've seen it. There's all this big talk about, you know, the elementary schools in these different states enforcing these laws about, you know, what should or shouldn't be done in the school for elementary school children and how children should be identifying Here's my thing, and I and I know it's all over social media, and and people are going haywire, and everybody's got something to say about it. Two two things I feel when it comes to this situation: if you don't have children in elementary school, uh, or have ever had children in elementary school, I don't know that you know. I really think you should be voicing your opinion. That's just me. The second part is, you know how children identify in school? They identify as children. They're kids, man. They are kids. Why are we put, I don't understand why we're putting so much pressure on children to be like, hey, Johnny over here likes so-and-so and and Annie over here likes so-and-so. So what, man? When I was in the second grade, I hated girls. Hated them. I thought they were absolutely disgusting. I was a child. I didn't grow up with that and going, you know what? I don't like girls and I'm 19 years old. That Listen, that didn't happen. I get it. I do understand, right? But we were kids and we got along as kids. We, we played as kids. And I, I just think when you're telling these children that, hey, you know, let them identify however they want to. It's like, well, your your child is five or six years old. Can they go out and support themselves or take care of themselves? There's a reason why your child can't be out on their own until they're 18, because they're not going to make good decisions. And even at 18, they don't make good decisions. But then there's that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just anyway. It's still bothering me because obviously I have a child who's in elementary school and it's just like, I, she just goes to school to be a child. That's it. The teacher's right. there to teach, you know, all that other stuff. And, and I get it. The, the teacher shouldn't be there or the administration shouldn't be there to direct your kids on, you know, that personal stuff and, and how they feel, you know, or their feelings about other children. You know what? That's what you do at home. That's That's what the parents are for. That's what we're supposed to do. You know what I mean? I do that stuff at home. I, I send my kid to school to learn. That's it. Not to get anything else. I don't need you to have sexual conversations. I don't need you to talk about sexual orientation. Matter of fact, if I go to the school and I find out you're t- teaching my kid about some sort of sexual orientation, now we got a problem. 
<laughs> exactly. I mean, back when I was in school, you didn't talk about that kind of stuff. I think it was until sixth grade or something like that. They brought up, you know, your bodies are going to change and all that kind of stuff. But mm -hmm. um, you didn't talk about anything relating to a relationship or sex or who you want to be with at all. Don't remember that at all. I right. mean, when I was in third grade, if somebody were to have brought that up, you would be talking to the principal. Yeah, you know, because now you, you you've crossed the line. Now, the line blurred and I don't even know if there's a line anymore. You could talk about anything at any age. What we need. But that's the thing. We, we need to have things that are age appropriate. You, you know what I mean? And, and I just think when you're talking about those kids K through five or whatever it is, those things are just not age appropriate. You, you know what I mean? That's a parent decision. And the parent has to make that decision. And and when you talked about, you know, you didn't learn that stuff until middle school, what'd you have to have? You had to have a parent consent form, right? Before you can even have that class or have those conversations, like your parent had to sign off on that. So I, I think it's wrong on both sides. I think both sides are wrong in this because we shouldn't even be having the discussion at all. It should not be happening. Parents, your child comes to you. Your child should be able to talk to you about anything. Mine does. If, if my kid has an issue, we talk about it. And that's how it should be. But it's handled at home, not at school. Well, you see, I think, you know, we, we got to go a little bit further into respect, but respect actually starts at a young age. And I think starting in school is a great place to start when you talk about this concept. And when it comes to school, when it comes to teaching and everything, what we're get, what we're entering into in our educational system is more of social programming and not education. Right. You know, education is what does two plus two equal? Social programming is how should you start thinking about Susie and Joey? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I don't want to be like this conspiracy theory guy and all that kind of stuff, but I'm just looking at this from a very intellectual standpoint in terms of what education originally was designed to be, which was to teach people how to do stuff and how to add things together and how to write a sentence into how you should start thinking about your community and what unity means and everything else. And that's sort of taking away, I guess, I guess maybe the school system thinks that the average parent is incapable of instilling good moral programming into their kids so they have to do it and yeah that's how i see it yep. decide what social programming or moral programming looks like uh-huh yeah and it's like i don't know how you feel like you're more qualified than me as a parent to teach my kid to have a, a good moral compass come on now exactly well i mean if you think about the whole moral compass thing like if, if one person were to say my moral compass is stronger than yours or i have a better moral compass because i you know, spent eight years in school studying what morals are, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I could ask you the question, okay, you spent eight years, but what morals were you studying? Like right. what things were you looking at? How was it done? You know, I think it goes back to, you know, people's hubris. I mean, you think because you spent so much time in school, do you really think you're smarter than everyone else? You might have spent more time in school and you might have done more homework than the average person out there. But I argue, you know, that the average parent knows more about how to parent a kid than the average person that spends eight to 10 years in school getting a postdoctorate degree from an analytical standpoint, figuring out how to take care of a child, how to change their diaper and all that kind of stuff. Forget about it. If you haven't changed it, don't tell me how to change it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And that goes back to what I was saying before. You can't 
respect is not universal with these children. Every, every child is different. You know, that's, that's the great part about making us human. We're, we're all different. Yeah, we have similarities. That's great. But how we think, how we feel, how we react to certain things is not always the same. And so just because, you know, you feel like, hey, these group of kids over here uh, are a certain way and these group of kids over here are a certain way, then we need to teach them all the same. I remember being in school, man, I had a hard time. I struggled because I was more of a visual learner and I still am. You know, a teacher standing up in front of the classroom talking, dude, I was bored to death. Like, lady, be quiet or just give it, give, give me the assignment already. I, I heard you. I got it. I, I got it. And I understood it in the first three minutes. Like, you know what I mean? And you're still 25 minutes later talking. But we're not all the same. We didn't learn the same. And that just didn't work for me. And I got myself in trouble because I'm talking or doing something, doodling, doing something else because I'm not listening. It's like, oh, you're not listening again. Nope, I wasn't. I wasn't listening. Yeah. I don't have to. I've already learned what you're telling me to learn. Yeah. And so just that whole, when I heard that and it was like, you know, how these kids identify, I'm like, man, they identify as kids and they will continue to identify as kids if we continue to treat them that way. And that's why, you know, I feel like social media is such a big player in all of it because it gives everybody a platform and and a reason to voice their opinion, which is fine, but it's scary because also there are kids that are using social media. There are young people that are using social media and let's face it, they're not fully developed. They're not equipped to handle some of those conversations, some of those things that they're hearing. They're not prepared to hear them. And they react in a way that, you know, is very probably not adult-like. And so that's where that whole, hey, these kids have a lack of respect. And here's possibly why. Oh, check this out. All right. I went to Google and I said, okay, Google, what does respect mean? Right. And here's what I got. Google says that it's a feeling of deep admiration for someone or something elicited by their abilities, qualities, or achievements. I say that's kind of BS. I'm with you on that. <laughs> that, that is not, you know, I don't know how to, how to say this without using foul language, so I'm going to try to do my best, right? Okay. First of all, that's, I don't think that's right, right? right. Because you could respect someone without even caring about what their abilities, qualities, or achievements are. True. You could respect the average Joe person walking on the street, know Mm -hmm. nothing about them, and still have respect for them. Correct. You don't need those qualities. And yet, when you Google it, that's what Google says. And now people in this world, in this day and age, think that they can go to their computer, type in, what does blah, blah, blah mean? If I read that, all I would all I would have to worry about in terms of respect is, first of all, I have to figure out what your abilities are, your qualities are, and your achievements are before I can give you any kind of respect. Yeah, I don't have time for all that. <laughs> it's simple. <laughs> give everyone respect until they don't deserve the respect. That's it. I, you know what? It can't. It's not even that difficult. It can't get any clearer than that. But again, you're talking about Google, and you know they want to give you. Uh, some deeper meaning. Um, but if you, let's just go with the, the Google meaning, then that means most of us don't respect each other. Yeah, because you don't know about your abilities, qualities, or achievements. Right. I mean, most most people have a lack of respect. I think most people have a lack of respect anyway. I'll give you a perfect example. So the other day I was I was uh, walking into the, the store. Actually, it was the same day I was pumping the gas, oddly enough. So I'm, I'm walking into the store, but the guy in front of me held the door 
for the uh, lady that was coming in behind us. And uh, so he held the door for her. So she walks in and then he held the door for me. And then I walked in. Um, and then all three of us walked over by the coolers. I think I was, I was getting water. I don't, I don't know what they were getting. And uh, he said to her, hope you're having a, a good day or something to that effect. Maybe he said it's a beautiful day outside or something like that. I don't know. But he said, whatever he said to her, she turned to him and said, thanks, not interested. And I was like, wait, what? She's, yeah, she's like, thanks, not interested. And he goes, uh, like he was stumped too. So he looks at me, I looked at him and I just grabbed my water. I was like, I don't, I don't know. I kind of shrugged my shoulders and kept walking. And he said, oh, I, I apologize. I didn't, I didn't mean anything by that. He goes, I'm, I'm married. So, and then he walked away. Then I'm thinking, wow, like, man, you, you must get hit on a lot that this man said, Hey, it's beautiful outside. And you thought, whoa, you know what I mean? So I was like, oh, okay. That I can understand when the hesitation comes in, you know, because when you see something like that, it's like, man, then you hesitate. You don't even want to speak to people. You don't need, that's where you don't even want to be nice to someone because you feel like, hey, they're going to think, you know, a certain kind of way over what you said. And he, he said nothing. He wasn't hitting on her or anything. And I thought it was funny when he looked at me and I'm like, ah, don't look at me, man. I'm getting my water. I'm out of here. <laughs> Yeah, think about the long-term ramifications of that before you had a guy who would open up the door for people right mm -hmm. so tomorrow would he do the same thing would he worry about something like that happening again probably not probably probably not and, and listen i know that it happens you know what i mean and, and it's probably happened to her before and so that was just a reaction but I don't think you can treat everybody the same. Every situation is different. Well, the other the other side of it could be, you know, maybe she's a little bit too, you know, centric in terms of herself, thinking that, you know, everything that people do is because of what she is, you know, she looks like or what she is. You know what I mean? There are plenty of people like that where, you know, they think because they walked down the street and somebody looked at them, it's because they wanted to get with them, right? It's not because they had like, you know, something falling out of their hair or something like that there could be all kinds of reasons why you look at somebody men though we 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 have done that to ourselves i think we've put in you know we put these women on this pedestal without even knowing them or how we visualize them or sexualize them with our eyes or whatever the case may be that that's just how they feel about it if you look at it now like look at the whole relationship landscape right it's different from when you and i were back out there dating i mean it's different now man you get a lot of people men and women saying they don't want to date they don't want to deal with relationships uh i was on social media this girl posted that hey when you see me you don't even you don't even have to say hi or i'm focusing on me i'm focusing on working out and i'm focusing on you know taking care of myself not interested in in dating and i'm like man wow could be and then the second part was she's not interested in dating because she's done crying and i <laughs> i thought that was i thought that was interesting and so Think about this for a second. People will, and I've done this, right? This is this is an example I'll give you for me. You will go from relationship to relationship to the next one to the next one. And you'll look at these relationships and go, oh, they didn't work out. Or that person did me wrong, or that person, you know, disrespected me or cheated on me, or whatever the whatever the case may be, right? And this happens over and over and over again. But at some point, I think you have to look at yourself and go, Well, what's the common denominator? Me right? All these bad relationships, me, like these people didn't know each other. They're all different. You're, you're the one person that's involved in all these relationships that aren't working out. 
but you never look at it as being you. You look at it as being the other person. Now, someone's going to say, well, how was it me? I didn't ask them to do that to me. Right. But I will say this. So I had a conversation with someone uh, who was upset and because they got ghosted by a guy or whatever. They were supposed to hang out and they've been talking for weeks and then all of a sudden he just vanished. So she was extremely upset by it. But my comment to her was this. What is it that you want in a relationship? And she says, someone to treat me well. Okay. Well, that's basic and very broad. So I said, that's, that's it. And she's like, yeah, someone's not going to cheat on me. Okay. Again, basic and very broad. So I said to her, here's part of the problem. You don't know exactly what it is that you want. So you can't go out and get it. And until you become what you want, you're not going to have a relationship that works. And she looked at me with like this blank stare, like what? And I said, yeah, you, everything that you want in a relationship, you have to be. And she's like, but why? Simple. How are you going to ask someone else to be all those things that you want and you're none of them? <laughs> that's a really good question. Yeah, but that's why relationships don't work. It's like, you, you know, you're, you're asking someone to do far more or be far more than you are. It's, it's unbalanced. I, I feel like it's unbalanced. And relationships that work and people who have been married for a long time, they'll tell you. The first thing they'll tell you is, hey, why does your relationship work? Balance. You got to have balance. But there's another way to describe that, too. It's similar, right? Have you ever heard of Venn diagrams? No. Okay, so Venn diagrams. So picture this, right? Let's say you have men and women, right? You're, you're in the men bucket and women are in the women bucket. And put those two groups in bubbles, I have a man bubble and I have a woman bubble. Let's just assume mm -hmm. they're heterosexual, right? Okay. So Venn diagram says, okay, you, if you look at the men bucket and you're somewhere in that man bucket and look at all the things that you are and what you want, compare that to the woman bucket where those two things interact is where the two bubbles overlap. Okay. Okay. So most people's overlap is very small. So the person they're looking for is likened to a unicorn. It's going to take you a while to find that. You're not going to find it on the first one or the second one, unless you're entirely the luckiest person in the world, which mm -hmm. can happen. It does happen. Right? Sure. People have met when they're really young and stayed together until they're really old and they still love each other. Right. Mm -hmm. But the reality is Venn diagrams describe what you're saying really well. Where those two bubbles overlap is where you're going to find that true love. And if you don't think about it in, on, in up front and maybe socially engineered uh, dating websites might help out a little bit, you know, they're, they're proposing that they're overlapping these bubbles because they're going to find the right person for you. Right. Problem is when people answer those questions, they're not being very truthful. Very true. <laughs> you think you have a person in the right side of the bubble, but you really don't. Yeah. You know? No, that that's exactly right. I think social media is the same way, right? Like people post things on social media overshare, right? There's a bunch of oversharers out there, which is fine. If you, if you want to put your life just out there like that, that, that's okay. It also allows someone else to go in and look at all these things and go, okay, this is who you are. Okay. No, I don't, I don't want to date this person because that's who they are. But when really that may not be accurate, right? You've just been an oversharer and you've shared maybe a little bit too much. I also think you got to keep, keep some things back, man. You know, make people 
want to get to know you and and want to have respect for you. Like people will have not respect you just because you posted something on social media that they didn't like. Now, I'm not saying don't post things that you want to post, but I also, I also am saying you got to understand like, you know, someone looking at your post and going, mm, yeah, I'll pass. <laughs> That's very true. Because it happens. what? We, we strayed from our conversation about respect. I know. I know. Sorry. Went off on a tangent. That's what we do on here. We just go <laughs> yeah, off, exactly go off on a tangent. All right. So I, I'll, I'll bring it back. So as society, do you think as a society, we are losing respect? I think as a society in totality, the, we've lost respect. And when I say that, what I'm saying is that people now feel like I don't have to respect you until you respect me. And that's a self-fulfilling negative prophecy because one person's going to have to act first. And if both persons aren't going to act first, no one's going to act. Right. So you get no respect. Right. Right. That's why I said in the very beginning, in my opinion, you know, respect comes from within and you should respect everyone until they give you a reason not to respect them. And the reason shouldn't be something that's preconceived in you. I should not respect that person because they look like somebody who was mean to me before. You know, I should I should not be mean to that guy or disrespect that guy because guys in my past have cheated on me. Okay. You know? yeah. Because you, you can't hold everyone else accountable for what a person does, right? Let them be their own person and allow that respect to come from with, within you and allow it to project outward. Right. Because, you know, I also believe that respect starts inside and then goes out. I think a lot of people that don't respect themselves have a tendency to not respect anyone. Very so, true. And, and that that know. builds up too. you know, you get hurt and anger and all those things build up. And, and uh, that's where you get a lack of respect because you're right. You don't respect yourself enough or, or sometimes you don't even know how to. Everything is situational and you you have situations. I give you a perfect example. So there is a two sisters who grew up together. One was very outgoing and cheerleader kind of in everything. Um, the other one, not so much. She was more kind of a recluse. You know, she wanted to be in a room, didn't want to be bothered and was even like that with her family. She just kind of was distant from everybody else. As they As they grew up, this is the way that it was. And so both girls went off to college. The one who wanted to be alone, the loner, she never came back home. She didn't want to be a part of family functions. She didn't want to be a part of the family. And so the other sister couldn't understand why. Like, our family is great. They're fantastic. Like, I don't understand why you don't want to be a part of this family. Fast forward, uh, these girls graduate college. They are living their own lives. And finally, they're not, they hadn't even talked for like five years. So the the, the younger sister... She wanted to reach out to her older sister, like, what's going on? What's happening? We haven't talked. And she sat down and she told her, she asked her, why have you been distant from the family? Like, what have we ever done to you to make you not want to be a part of this family? Because it's always been this way. Her answer was simple. Respect. Like, no one respected me enough, right? right. No one ever cared. No one ever asked. They're, they just said, that's who she is. And when they found out the reason why is because she had been abused and didn't say anything to anyone. So it's tough, man. And, but that's the point of, you know, you can't just assume 
that because someone is a certain way that you don't have to, oh, well, that's just how they are. So boom, I don't have to give them any type of respect, whatever. Don't care. I don't respect your feelings. <laughs> and lo and behold, there's, there's a, there's a huge issue there. So it's, it's going back to what you said. If you respect everyone, right, then you would have asked, I think the parents, it's, it's a shame that the sister had to get involved, right? I think the parents needed to step in and be like, Hey, what, what's going on here? Um, but they didn't have respect either. They didn't respect their own child because they didn't care enough to try to figure out what was going on with her. Or they had too much going on in their life to even think about it. You know, you have a lot of parents out there that have so much going on. You know, they're trying to keep the household together and everything else. They sort of lose sight of what's the most important. And I think that's the kid. The child in your in your house, I think, you know, is the most important thing that you should look at and work on. And if you can't do that as a parent, you, you're, you're missing the point, you know. But on the other side of the house, you have people that really have to work very hard to keep their house together and don't have time and effort to, to spend at the kid level, which I think is tragic. Very, very true. But that's when you have to be aware. I mean, it's hard. Uh, we're both parents. We, we get it. I know it's difficult, but I also know when my child is not acting a certain way and I need to, to kind of dig deeper into to what's going on. And the thing is, I teach my kid about respect. And how they should be. listen. The the minute that something is said that I'm like, oh no, we shouldn't talk like that, or we shouldn't talk about someone that way. It's it starts when they're young. It starts at home. It goes back to what we were saying before. It starts at the house. Absolutely. And I think it's important when you have those conversations to make sure that the kid knows why. Right. You know, because a lot of times you say don't do X, and you don't give them a reason why. Like in the case of Alex when he was younger, and he burned his hand on the pizza plate. It was because if you touch a hot plate, you're going to burn yourself, you know, it versus don't touch a hot plate, you know, because kids, you know, as smart as they are, they're not, they're not geniuses. And, you know, you might think they understand intuitively what hot means, but you know, that it could burn you, but maybe not. And in the case of my kid, it just turned out that, you know, he quite didn't quite put the, the, two and two together that if I hit touch a, top, a hot plate, I could actually burn myself. And uh, he, he learned that the hard way. That's funny because every teenager is probably thinking, what? We know everything. At least they think, <laughs> at least they think they do. I think I've said this before. When I was 18 years old, I was the smartest person in the universe. Yeah, we all were. Dumber every day yeah. since. Yeah. We, but we the are. reality is, right, when you're 18, you don't know what you don't know but you know what you know. yeah. And because you know what you know, you think you know a lot, but you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, that's that's very true. And respect is everywhere. Um, even being a coach, you know, you're teaching these kids about respect. It's the reason why, you know, we shake hands after a game, win, lose, or draw. You know, you're doing that. You see it in, in pro sports. Um, after the game is over, you know, the head coaches are going over and shaking each other's hand and, and giving each other that respect. doesn't matter if you won or lost. You just have to respect that, hey, we just we just went through a, a game. It was hard fought. And I respect you. You respect me. And then we're going to walk off the field. And so if it can happen there, I'm just trying to figure out where the disconnect and where we're losing it in society, because there's there's really a lack of respect as it trickles down when we talk about kids. I think I have a theory on that. 
And hopefully if anybody out there can, you know, give us some feedback, I'd gladly take it. Uh, be careful. Be careful with that. Well. Uh, I think we did that yeah, once before feedback. and uh, I got some feedback. It was interesting, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> take whatever feedback, as long as it's good and makes sense. Right? Okay. I'm trying, I'm trying to figure things out and you can't do it without, you know, as much information as you can get. So here's what I think. Social media is based on anonymity, right? It's based on words and text put on a line of, you know, of uh, a, a printout screen. Right. Right. There's no accountability there. Okay. Right. Because think about it and you're, you're in my day, right? If you wanted to tell somebody something, you actually either had to get on a telephone or you had to be face to face. We didn't right. have this other stuff. I suppose you could write a letter and be as mean as you want to, but who would do that? Right. right. You don't have the connectivity you have today. Yeah. Right? So along comes social media. And now you can communicate with anyone out there without any consequence. And when I say consequence, I mean, you know, actually feeling how badly you made someone else feel. Correct. Because because like as an example, you're walking down the street and you see this person walking uh, coming towards you. Right. And you're looking at him. You're like, boy, that person looks like crap. Right. You don't actually say, boy, you look like crap as you're passing them by, right? Mm -hmm. You don't do that. Nobody does it because you could probably get knocked out. But on the internet, you could look at somebody's picture, you know, that they post on Instagram or whatever, and you'd be like, oh, boy, that person looks like crap. Oh, I'm going to tell them, right? Oh, yeah. Right. So it's because there's no direct connection between those two human beings. It's just text, right? They can say and do whatever they want to. I think what's going to happen is right now we have social media and media is like this linear thing of text and words, but it's sort of morphing into social multimedia where you are virtually in, in proximity to someone else. You're not right next to that person, but you could be in these virtual worlds in these virtual group conversations where there's an avatar of you and an avatar of somebody else. And at that point, I think you'll have a social connection that will go back to what I was saying is when you're passing by somebody walking down the street, you're not going to say they look like crap. You're not going to have that conversation anymore because there's an actual social connection between the two. Yeah. I think it's going to take that leap between social media to what I consider social multimedia or this, multi, you know, this, this virtual world. That's crazy. Like to get back to, connecting with people in a way that's more personable we got to get into the metaverse like wow like <laughs> that's where we're I, headed i hear you that's where we're that, headed that is definitely where we're headed yeah but in the absence of any kind of connectivity a virtual one is better than words on a sheet of paper because there's there's no accountability behind those words behind that sheet of paper. Oh, no, I, I agree with you totally. Like you could you could get on TikTok and somebody post something crazy or you see something, you know, maybe somebody's posted something, that, you know, a selfie or how they look or a video or whatever. And people run straight to the comments because you want to see what crazy things somebody's going to say. And most likely you're going to see something off the wall that's crazy and a lot of times disrespectful. And you're right. It's because you can do it. Uh, repercussions are there going to be for what you just said that you just typed to somebody or that you told that, hey, take that down because you look disgusting or something like that. There's nothing they can do. I mean, they can, you know, fire back at you, but that's about it. 
And some people don't even put their pictures up, so you don't even know who it is. It would be interesting to see how many of those people uh, are there out there as a function of how many total people you have out there. I'm talking about the ones that throw out negative stuff, right? A lot. Because in my world, it's like the 80-20 rule. 80% you know, positive and 20% in this case negative, right? I'm hoping that you don't have 20% of the bullies out there, but maybe you do. But I think like in this this uh, social multiverse, these bullies are, you know, are going to be a whole lot less bullying because you could recognize them and call them out for being a stinking bully. Yeah. Well, well and I think the 80 20 is is pretty accurate. It's the 20 percent. It's not 80 percent. I think 80 percent of people are, are genuinely pretty good. Um, when it comes to respect, but you have the 20%, that's the loudest. You know what I mean? The 20%, they're the ones commenting on everything and, and making noise and making waves, whereas everybody else is just being normal. And so that's the thing. It's that 20% that's being loud. Yeah. And and like, if I sort of correlate that back to some of the work that I've done in the past, which is more in process improvement and making things better, what I've found is that 20% of the problems that are out there or 20% of the things cause 80% of the problem. Yeah. Like 80% of the things don't cause any problem. It's that 20% of the things that cause all the problem. And if you can fix that 20%, you're good to go. I agree with that. But when we say, see, we're now we're becoming part of the problem. We say social media is mostly negative. What we're really saying is that, you know, social media's impact from these 20% is mostly negative. Correct. Yeah. You know, so maybe in this whole entropic universe, the entropy and all that kind of stuff that goes on, maybe we're adding to it by saying that social media is mostly negative. Instead of saying that social media has a, a small group of people that are very negative and making the whole thing look bad. That is very true. And I feel like it's negative for different reasons that we won't get into because we're, we're trying to bring it back to the whole respect thing. So <laughs> I won't get into that. That will be a future conversation of why I believe that it's mostly negative, but we'll deal with that later. But as far as how people respond to it and the ones that are on it, no, I don't, I don't think mostly they're negative. I think it's the 20%. Yeah. But to your point, does the 80% of the people go on social media to look at what the 20% of the people say? I do. Because now what you have is a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. I'm there for the shenanigans. I ain't gonna lie. Like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, problem, I am. But here's the thing. A lot of people do it. Like you see, I'm telling you, you see somebody post something crazy. You're like, oh, no, I'm going straight for the comments. I'm going straight for the comments because somebody's about to post something. Now, sometimes they're funny, right? Sometimes they're funny. They're not always like downright disrespectful. Sometimes it's just it's comedic humor. It's fun. That's, That's hilarious. Yeah. I think we've just identified that we're part of the problem. Just saying. Listen, I never said that I wasn't part of the problem, but I do want to be part of the solution. I'm always about being part of the solution. I can be part of the problem, but I got to figure out a way to solve it. And sometimes I'm just trying to get jokes. Yeah, part of the solution though is talking about it, just like we're talking about it right now. Make That's it, it. Make it sort of a mainstream conversation than a backstream conversation. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about right there. So just to, just to put a bow on this one, for me, talking about respect and going back to the initial, my initial thing was how we are dealing with our elementary school children. If we truly want to have respect, let's respect the kid's choice 
to be a child. I think it's the most important thing. I think we're damaging these kids when we're rushing them to make life-altering decisions at such a young age. That forces them and their respect level to be totally different. And so let them be children. Let them be kids. Uh, I know it's we don't go outside and we don't play anymore like we used to. That doesn't mean your child needs to kind of grow up before it's time. Uh, there's a time and a place for everything. And I think as parents, we need to make sure that we're stepping in and taking care of what needs to be taken care of at home and not looking for the schools to step in and take care of what needs to be taken care of with our children. Absolutely. Let's go out and respect everyone and let's be good stewards. Let's show them how to do it and show them how to be respectful, mindful adults. That being said, we are universal chaos, the big UC, and you are our universe. If we do our jobs right, you see you. You will see you. We want to thank you for listening. We appreciate you. We thank you. Make sure you like and subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. Thank you. See you.